0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our 1115 service. If you're joining us online, it is great to have you here. Um, we're sorry that there have been some technical issues that meant that we're starting a little bit later than we would like to. But it's great to have you come and join us as we meet to worship the Lord Jesus and hear him speak to us. My name is Tom Fenning. I serve as the pastor of this church, and I'm going to be leading our service a little bit later. Uh, Peter Surrits, who's our assistant pastor, will be leading our um, Bible ministry as he comes to preach from Philemon. Um, But it's great to have you here. There's a lovely number of people here in the building. And as we do each week, we are gonna begin by just going around and welcoming people um, by name. Um, So it's great to have you here. Tim at the back and Jackie, they were the first people in the building. They get extra brownie points. Deirdre and Sandra, lovely to have you here. Alan and Julie back again for the second time. Lovely to have you here. Kev and Peter. And then we've got Brian and Marilyn who are welcoming us as we came in. Peter and Ruth, and then on the front row, Toby, Daniel, Emily, and Luke. And then we've got Josh and Eric and Stella, lovely to have you here, hello. Ian, great to have you. Morris, welcome again on the desk, trying to whip it all into shape and doing a great job. Linton and Charlie, thank you both. Teresa in the back corner, welcome. Hayden. Justin, Rebecca and Tom, lovely to have you here. Barry and Linda, the, the, wild, the wildest face masks of anyone, I think. But great, well done. And Beth, lovely to have you here too. Um, just a few pieces of housekeeping for those who are me here in the building. Oh, upstairs, Sam and Emma, hello. And Paul and Jane, welcome, great to have you here. A few pieces of housekeeping for those who are here in the building. Um, Please do observe the one-way system. So that means if you need to go out, even if you need to nip to use the ladies and gents, please do go out of the main entrance and then back in the side door. That just helps us keep from bumping into too many people. Um, Children are welcome to stay in the service. um, However, if they need to head out and let off any steam, they can do. But they need to make use of the church hall at the rear, which is available for a creche. Um, But we're expecting and able to cope with a little bit of noise, so they're welcome to stay as they please. The other thing is simply to say thank you for wearing your masks. Do please keep them on uh, for the duration of the service. Well, let's begin by pausing and letting God speak to us. In our church daily Bible readings, we've been looking at uh, 2 Corinthians yesterday and today. Um, And this is one of the verses that we read yesterday that speaks of the fact that all of God's promises come true in the Lord Jesus. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And through him, the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you that you speak truth. Thank you that you make in the Bible amazing promises, promises about us being able to be forgiven our sins and welcomed into your family. Thank you that those promises are awesomely true in the Lord Jesus, that through him we can be forgiven all the wrong things we've done. And that can happen today. Thank you so much. Father, please would you speak to us today. Point us to Jesus. Help us grow in our love for him. We ask these things, praying that you'd bless both those of us able to meet in the building and those of us tuning in online. For Jesus' sake, amen. We're going to read the Bible now. The Bible reading should come up on the screen. um, And Emily is going to come and bring our reading for us from Philemon, verses 8 through to 16.
1: Okay, Philemon, um, verse 8 to verse 16. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is as none other than Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus, that I appeal to you for my son, Anesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly, he was useless to you, but now he's become useful both to you and to me. I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I am in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent so that any favour you do would not seem forced, but would be voluntary. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever. No longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord."
2: Morning everyone, Uh, lovely to be with you in the building and uh, online as well. My name is Peter, as Tom mentioned, and uh, I'm going to be helping us as we look through this letter to Philemon. But we're going to pray, we need to ask God's help as he speaks to us, that we might listen to him. Our Father, we ask uh, just for power today, uh, power by your spirit in us uh, to grasp this love that we're talking about. It's easy to talk about it, easy to speak about it and to hear about it, uh, but difficult to understand it and comprehend it fully. And we ask that today that would be the case. You give us understanding and that we would be shaped by this love in the way that we live with each other. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Do I have to? I don't want to. Familiar words to some, I suspect. Do I have to? but I don't want to. Uh, Maybe, children, uh, you've been asked uh, to lay the table or to do your school reading or to make your bed, and you say, do I have to? I don't want to. Well, that's the children. But adults, I suspect that whether you may may have said it or not, you're probably thinking it. Uh, Maybe it's Sunday morning, and you're desperately getting everyone ready to get in the car to go to church. Uh, Or the email comes in about home group happening on Zoom again, And you're thinking, do I have to? Uh, Or if someone wants to meet with you this week, and you know what they're going to say, they're just going to share their struggles with you again. And you think, do I have to? I don't want to. Well, as Philemon receives this letter from Paul to him, he's probably thinking the same. Because this letter from Paul is basically saying, Dear Philemon, you know that slave who ran away, Onesimus? You should welcome him back. In fact, remember, Onesimus is probably the one standing there with this letter. And he's saying you should welcome him back. And Philemon could well say, Do I have to? I don't want to. Do I have to? And Paul's answer in this letter is, Dear Philemon, Yes, you should. And here is why. Love. We've been calling this series The Love-Shaped Life, and it's a letter about love. Do look down with me. If you've got your Bible open in front of you, verses 8 to 9 are really the the thrust of this, not just the whole passage, but the whole letter. Verses 8 to 9, the little number 8, Paul writes, Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It's like Paul is writing this letter to Philemon and he's saying, dear Philemon, I could tell you to do this. I could order you to do it. Now that would be a nice, short, simple letter, wouldn't it? He'd roll out the letter, Philemon would read, dear Philemon, just do it. Why? Because I said so. You're sincerely the Apostle Paul. And that will be a nice short letter, wouldn't it? I bet you've either said those words or heard those words. Because I said so. And Paul, as an Apostle, could say it. And we should do it. But he prefers not to order it, but in verse 9 to do what? To appeal. I prefer to appeal to you. To, to persuade him in the head. Convince him in the heart. To act on the basis of what? Verse 9. On the basis of love. Now, every time we go through these words, I'm going to say this, and you're going to say whatever word comes up. On the basis of love. Very good. So what we're going to see today is that this love-shaped life, this Philemon feel. In fact, God's love for us gives us two things. Firstly, it gives us a should-do, a should-do, but also a want-to. Like, hands up, I want to. God's love for us will give us a should-do and a want-to. But to do that, we need to look at this Play-Doh. Now, a few of you may remember from last week, I got my pot of Play-Doh out, and I said, you are like these Play-Doh lumps, okay? Every single person in this family, in this community... In this church, Jesus has gathered you as individual lumps of Play-Doh, and he's put you together, blob by blob, into a community. Let's get another one of them. And at first, when we come to Jesus' family, we're a bit of a kind of unshaped blob. But what does God want to do with us as his people? To make us as a family, to squeeze us together, join us together, and then to shape us. And when God gets his hands on us, what does he do? He shapes us into a love-shaped life. He gets this template and he says, love. This is the shape that we're being made into. But it goes deeper than that. See, in one sense, we're like the Plato. We saw this last week. We are being shaped as a church community by God into a community of love, that love each other. But what is it that does this shaping? What is it that will make us a love-shaped community, living love-shaped lives? Well, it's the love of God itself. See, this is what happens. What happens when I press this on this kind of unshaped blob, I'm cutting off some of the excess. I'm cutting off the corners, the rough edges, and forcing the Play-Doh into a shape. And it's the same with us. What is it that makes us love-shaped? Well, it's the love of God itself, forcing us, compelling us, constraining us, into a love-shaped life. And that's why we say the love of God for us gives us two things. You ready to repeat with me? A should do and a want to. A should do and a want to. Well, let's consider the should do first. Because of God's love for us, there's a should do. That means you should do some things. I should do some things. We should do some things because of God's love for us. Let's look at the illustration we saw, in, or example, in the letter that we had earlier. Take Paul. What should he do? Well, he should do the hard thing in sending Onesimus back. We're going to see why that's harder in a second. On the other hand, we've got Philemon, who should do the hard thing by welcoming Onesimus back. Either side of it, it's hard. And we're going to see why now. We're going to watch a short video clip just to recap why this is such a hard thing for them to be called to do. Onesimus and Paul were close. They were tight. They were like this. They were like father and son. Onesimus was a slave, remember, who'd run away from Philemon and bumped into Paul in prison somehow. And he'd heard about Jesus from Paul and decided to follow Jesus just like Paul did. And so because of that, they were family. They were so close together. And we're told that Onesimus may well have been a pretty useless slave when he was back in Philemon's household. But now he's useful. He cares for Paul. He probably visited Paul in prison every day. He would have provided his food and his drink. He would have provided his clothing to keep him warm when he got cold in prison. He probably even provided the parchment and the ink to write the very letter that Philemon was written on. He was useful. And for Paul, it would have been easy to keep, Phile- uh, to keep Onesimus, to keep him with him, and very hard to send him away. He'd been so useful and he was so dear to him. However, if Paul and Onesimus were like this, or Paul- uh, Onesimus and Philemon were like this, Way apart, far apart. Things had gone very badly wrong in the household. And we don't know what it was that made Onesimus run away, but he had run away. And he'd probably stolen things as he left. And so for Philemon, to welcome Onesimus back would have been hard. And to turn him away and say, no, go away, would have been easy. But what we're learning in this letter is that both for Paul and Philemon, for you and for me, the love of God for us brings both a should do and a want to. So we saw two people there, two different uh, places. We've got Paul in prison. We've got Philemon back in the household. And so for Paul in prison, what's the hard thing? The hard thing is to send Onesimus back. Onesimus would have provided everything for him. Onesimus had become his, like his dear son and friend and brother in the faith. It would be children a bit like um, that feeling when maybe your best friend in your class not only moves class, but moves school or moves to the other side of the country. And you think, well, I might see them, but uh, it won't be for a very long time. That would be hard. Uh, Or again, uh, maybe some adults here know the pain of, of a friend or a family member moving to the other side of the country or moving to another country and just feel how hard that would have been. And Paul had to choose to do that being part of Jesus' family. But then there's Philemon, on the other hand. Philemon has to welcome back Onesimus. Onesimus probably stole stuff from him. He's hurt him, offended him. Now, think of someone who's really been mean to you or unkind to you, or you just really are quite scared of, and then you have to welcome them back, be friends with them or have them over. Uh, that would be difficult, un- almost unthinkable, actually. But because of the love of God... Paul and Philemon should do the hard thing. It was the hard thing, but they should do it. And the letter for us we're going to see is saying this. Dear Philemon, you shouldn't do these things on the basis of ease. Very good. Not because it's easy. That's not why. You shouldn't do these things on the basis of Fairness. He's not saying, oh, well, Onesimus, he, he didn't do that bad and he, did, he didn't really deserve it. That's not true. He doesn't say do it on the basis of benefits, the idea of getting something from it. He's, Paul doesn't say, well, Philemon, if you welcome him back, you'll get another slave and it will be good and um, maybe he might work extra hard for you. That's not really the point. He's saying you should do this on the basis of, find it, Love. Because love brings with it a should do, a command, a shape. And actually, for us, we all should live on the basis of love. If God has given this world and shared it with us, then we should give and share. If God was the first to kind of make steps to make peace with us, to offer the hand of friendship, then we should be the first to stop that argument or, or say, uh, let's make it up. If God refused to kind of keep a mental list of the things that you and I have done wrong and that have offended him, then we should refuse to do just that. If God was willing to kind of step into my shoes and, and shoulder my sin and my blame and my burden, then, then I should be willing to take your burdens To the point where I feel burdened. Because the love of God has a shape. It's one thing to say, yes, I love you. But love has a shape. It means doing certain things and not doing certain things. We know the shape of love. And that is why God's love for us gives us a should do. We know what it means to love. But, more wonderfully, it it doesn't just give us a should do. It gives us a want to, a yes Please. What? Ben, Ben, get, stop it. Get ben, Ben, turn it off. Ben. No. Oof. Ben, I, I'm trying to give a talk and you just interrupted me. What, what are you doing? Oh,
3: sorry, Peter. Oh, it's, it's just that I've got to do this job before mum gets back from work.
2: Oh, that's good of you, Ben. You're you're helping out around the home, help, helping your mum out?
3: Well, I don't want to, but I have to. Mum keeps saying that if we're part of the family, we should help each other out like a family. So I have to do the boring old Hoovering.
2: I see. So, so you're saying that you have to help out because that's what being a family means, but you don't really want to. You could say it's more like a... More like a chore than a choice for you, Ben. Is that right?
3: Yeah, I have to, but I don't want to.
2: Oh, that's interesting, Ben, because that's just what we're talking about right now in church. See, being part of Jesus' family, we've just said, means that we actually should do certain things. We have obligations to each other. But even better than that, it's not just that we should do, but Jesus helps us to want to. Yeah, yeah, well, we're going to just explain that a little bit more, and then maybe we can speak to you later to see if that helps you understand what we're talking about. Is that OK?: Great. See you, Ben. Right. Jesus love gives us a should do, but also a, a want to. We've got this hands up. I want to do it." Now, what is the difference? Remember, we've got Feynman over here who doesn't really want to welcome Enimumus back. And we've got Paul over here who doesn't really want to send Onesimus back because both would be hard. What makes a a should-do into a want-to? Our gospel glasses. That's what we need. We need to get out these gospel glasses to see things rightly again. So imagine we are in Paul's shoes. And he's thinking, to to wave goodbye to to Onesimus, my, my precious son in the faith. Well, that would cost me a lot. I don't want to send him far away. That would be hard. But then put on the gospel glasses, and he sees things properly. He sees things rightly and sees, that is what God has done for me and for us. Isn't that what our Father in heaven has done? That sent his precious Son at cost to himself for the good of others far away. And for Paul, well, that will be a cause to want to. It turn these gospel glasses turn, a uh, should do into a want to. That's for Paul. One John chapter four, uh, verse nine says this: "This is how God shows His love for us, that He sent His one and only son into the world, that we should live through him." So the gospel glasses help Paul see, but what about Philemon? Philemon is looking at Nesimus. he's standing at the door and he's singing? Him. I'm supposed to open the door to him. Put on the gospel glasses and Philemon begins to see. ah, Opening the door to a runaway slave who deserves nothing from me except death. That's what God did for me. See, for Philemon and for us, he, we were runaways. Runaway slaves, run away from God, slaves to sin, and actually deserving the condemnation of death for running away. Just like Onesimus. And when Philemon sees, ah, I was like that, then he'll be more willing to forgive. And just to pause here briefly, adults particularly, I, want this to be, I don't want you to miss the encouragement from these verses. Verses 15 to 16, do look down with me. Little numbers 15 to 16. How does Paul see this whole situation? He says, perhaps the reason Onesimus was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but as a dear brother. So what does Paul see as he looks at this situation with his gospel glasses on properly? Can you see God's hand guiding things? Because it looks like Philemon is losing a slave, and that is bad. It looks like that. But what's happening with God's hand is Philemon is gaining a brother. Good. God has turned this bad thing into a good thing. Or again, it looks like Onesimus is running away. And that's bad. But in God's hand, what's actually happening is that God is bringing him back. The very moment he was running away was the moment that God used to bring him back. Maybe you know a runaway. Someone in your family, a child, a grandchild, a friend in the church who has run away from the faith, from Jesus, from even your own family physically. And you don't know what's happening. Well, this is an encouragement to you to not give up praying and and pursuing them because who knows whether God's hand might be in the very act of them running away, bringing them back. Don't give up. Maybe you know a runaway. Perhaps you are a runaway. Maybe you've tuned in today online, you're back at home on your own because you didn't want to come into the church building because you're worried that either the church or Jesus himself might shoo you away. But this reminds us, what does God do with runaways? He opens the door. He opens the door. Maybe today God has orchestrated, you're listening right now, this is the time for you to come in because he's opened the door. And do get in touch with us or speak to a Christian friend Because the door is wide open. Maybe that's someone here today. But the truth is, and why Paul is saying this, is that Philemon, Philemon, we were all runaways. We were all runaway slaves. So who are you to treat anyone differently? We all are in the same family. We all have the same track record. We all came in the same way. And so we love each other in the same way. Love these gospel glasses, the way that God has treated us, shapes everything. It shows us how we should behave with each other, but it also causes us to want to love each other. And so Paul is saying, Philemon, we should love each other on the basis of love, not on the basis of fear. Don't don't do these things because you're worried about what God is thinking or afraid of what other people think of you. No, we don't live on the basis of fear. We don't live on the basis of point scoring, this idea that we want to get kind of brownie points with God. uh, And uh, maybe he might be more pleased with me if I'm more loving. That's not the idea. He says we are to live on the basis of love. This is the Philemon feel. This is the love-shaped life. God's love for us gives us a should do and a want to. Well, we're going to see. Ben, Ben, where are you? We're going to see if he's understood any of this that we're talking about. Ben, glad to see you've got your hoover in hand. Um, Did that help explain anything that we were talking about earlier?
3: I think so. So, Jesus' love for me means I should do the hoovering. And
2: also makes me want to do the hoovering. Um, well, not, not exactly. I mean, it's not really hoovering that we're talking about. So the, the application today is not go away and do the hoovering, okay? Um, let me see. Can, can you remember, Ben? Uh, boys and girls, maybe you remember what, what happened last week uh, with Lucy when you were feeling a bit cross with her?
3: Yeah. She couldn't stop chatting. I wouldn't start washing up their
2: dishes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, what we're seeing today, Ben, is that Jesus' love for you means two things. Firstly, you, you should be patient with her and love her and forgive her because Jesus has done that with you. Okay.
3: Oh, I see. Um, but what if I don't want to?
2: Well, what if you don't want to? Uh, again, the, the answer is clear. <laughs> it is Jesus' love, yeah. Ben, if you think about how much Jesus has loved you and and been patient with you and and forgiven you, even when you've not done everything that he wants of you, well, wouldn't it be great? You get to do the same thing to Lucy. And then you'll keep doing it, even when she keeps doing things wrong. Wow,
3: great. Jesus' love really does change everything,
1: even when Lucy doesn't clean anything. (laughs) Okay,
2: bye. Bye, Ben. Bye. Now, Ben's gone off. Uh, We've seen two things today. God's love for us means two things. Firstly, we have, I find it, a should do. You should do these things because love has a particular shape. It means particular things. But also love means I want to. Yeah, that's for me. I want to do that. And that is the Philemon feel. The love shaped life. It's the church that acts and thinks, that does and decides on the basis of love. love. Not on anything else. God's love for us, what is something for others. That's the Philemon feel. Let's pray that that would be the feel in our church. Father, we thank you that you have shown such deep love to us, deeper than we can possibly uh, kind of plunge and fathom. We, we thank you that you sent your son into this world, your one and only son, that we might have life through him. Oh, Father, we pray that his life might be in us and his love might be in us, that we might show that love to others. Please this week, remind us of his love for us, but show us what it means then to live in light of that. Show us the should do's and cause us to want to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, actually, one of the ways that we reflect on the love of God for us uh, is by song. And I suspect in the past few months you have missed singing. And uh, sadly, we can't sing in the building right now. But we can still listen to music. Uh, So we're going to listen to a song which will be new to many of us. Uh, It reminds us of what God has done in putting us into a family. Uh, If you're listening online... Feel free to sing away uh, to your heart's content. Uh, maybe we'll hear you from the building. Obviously, in the building, uh, we're not allowed to sing. Feel free to hum. Just one caution. If you feel that the hum is beginning to bubble into kind of 4 throated singing, uh, perhaps best not to hum at all. Um, otherwise, we'll have to stop the whole listening. But do enjoy listening to this song. Reflect on the words. Hum along. And may it give you great encouragement about God's great family.
3: When the Father made us, he knew we'd run from him and try to hide our sin, but he wanted save us, his own were on his heart, before he made the stars. Oh,
4: oh, no one is good, not even one, but God can make us
3: daughters, God can make us sons. Jesus paid the price when he offered up his life, so we could be part of God's great family. When the Father draws us, it's like a magnet's pull.
2: He's irresistible. When the Spirit calls
3: us,
2: He brings the dead to life.
3: He gives the blind new eyes. Oh, oh, no one is good,
4: not even one, but God can make us
2: daughters. God can make us sons, Jesus paid the price when he offered up his life, so we could be part of God's great family,
3: and when he calls, when he
4: draws, we are his forever, he will never let you go, he will never let you go. When he calls, when he draws, we are his forever. He will never let you go. He will never let you go. Oh, oh, no
2: one is good, not even one. But God can make us daughters, God can make us sons. Jesus paid the price, when he offered up his life so we
3: could be.
0: If you didn't pick up the tune well enough to hum it this week, you might get to do that next week's so are Likely to Sing or Play That Song Again. It just is such a good fit for the Book of Philemon. Well, each week we have made time in our services to hear from an individual or a couple who are not able to meet here in the building, recognising we're not able to catch up with one another as part of our services or before or after as much as we would normally. And today we have um, asked Ralph and Sheila to share some of how they have been getting on during the lockdown and how we can be praying for them. So during the week, Peter nipped around to see them, to ask them how they're doing. And this is what they said.
2: Um, So I'm here with Ralph and Sheila and uh, they've very kindly invited me over for a cup of tea as well as uh, just to speak to them. Uh, We're going to find out a bit more about what they've uh, found during the last few months, obviously lockdown and then coming out of that. uh, Ralph but Sheila, thank you so much for having me. Um, Ralph, do you want to just kick us off by just telling us um, how things have been, what you've found particularly difficult in the past few months? Difficult? Oh, Um, not seeing
4: people. Not seeing the family, particularly close. first two months. I can't remember when they could see them, they came over. So know, you mean your, your blood family yes, relatives? Yes, yeah. with, with Our grandsons particularly. Mm. So that was difficult. And then when they came, there had to social distance, and they were much more particular about it than we were. Yeah. And, uh, and then the other thing I missed, especially the eldest grandson, yeah. he started... Like in doing DIY with me, and he done some work with me just before the melt meltdown oh, yeah, and yeah, down. yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was a bit of a meltdown, <laughs> wasn't it as well? Yeah. And uh, yeah. you know, we've done some put some new heaters up, and he I showed him what to do, and he put the wires oh. in the right place and tight now, and he thoroughly enjoyed it because I did as well. Yeah. And that's I think the biggest on the personal level mm. that I've really really missed is yeah. that can, you know rapport you can get. Yeah, yeah. father and children, grandparents and children, and because in the other year or two he won't be interested in doing it. Yeah, know yeah. these things have just disappeared. There'll be yeah. another chance.
2: Yeah, um, I guess Sheila, you found very much the same. Is that yes. something you found difficult, or are there other things as I well?
3: Found it difficult not having the contact with the boys that we had before because they used to come and stay, and we haven't been able to have that. Yeah. Um, Ralph did say at one point that he was quite willing to have the boys to stay. Mm. Um, But our daughter is very, very strict. She's looking after her mum and dad. And she said no, because they might have it.
2: Mm. It's not
3: noticeable with them, but then they give it to us.
2: Yeah. yeah, so she wants to look after you.
3: She's looking after yeah. her yeah. mom and dad, yeah. yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I
2: don't
3: yeah. know whether it's a good thing or not.
2: <laughs> she yeah, is. I'm, I'm sure of what you've just said. I imagine that resonates with many people in the church uh, family, especially mm-hmm. not being able to see other family and yeah. each other. Yeah. Um, what are the things that have encouraged you or
4: kept you going in the past few months? Ralph, do you want we'll start to with that? Say? That's the easy one. Yeah. IT, mm. services on YouTube. Zooming prayer meetings, yeah. um, texting you your messenger um, with people. Oh, the, the WhatsApp groups—is that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Groups. yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. It's just that, and obviously Zooming with the family, particularly, mm-hmm. and yeah. you're just seeing them, and it's been lovely. I don't know how we'd have coped without those two things. Yeah. You'd be cut off from the church otherwise. You'd be cut off from the family otherwise, and that have been really, really hard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The only person you knocked out from is him, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yeah. 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 Yeah,
3: Sheila? Um, I think I've missed uh, and probably helped, but the uh, Ladies' Bible mm. WhatsApp group, um, it's lovely because you keep in contact with people and if you've got any problems, you can put it on mm. WhatsApp, and they all say, you know, we'll pray for you. And it's, um, it's helped me a lot mm. um, that you're not the only one suffering through this yeah. coronavirus.
2: Yeah, yeah, I certainly would uh, share that. But certainly my WhatsApp messages and WhatsApp groups have expanded exponentially mm. during these past mm. few months. Oh, um, yeah. Right, yeah, a great way to stay in touch. Yeah. Um, we'd love to pray for you. As a church, uh, we're going to do that in a moment together. Um, what can we pray for you in particular, maybe for yourselves or your family?
3: That we we'll keep safe from the virus, um, that we see a bit more of our grandchildren, um, and that you keep well.
4: Yeah, okay. Right, and obviously, the best thing is that a care is found. A virus is found or a medication which reduces the effects so you don't die you just like having a bad dose of flu or something like that that would be the fantastic thing which we pray for frequently great, great. thanks so much for filling us in
2: um it's been brief but nice to hear from you we're going to pray now as a church for you and I uh, hope that uh, encourages you uh, and we'll pray for those things you've just mentioned as well so thanks very much and bye-bye from all of us Bye. Bye.
0: See you soon. Well, it was super to hear from Ralph and Sheila. We do miss them not being able to come um, to the building at the moment, um, but it's great to hear your news. Ralph and Sheila, thank you for sharing with us. And we're now going to make time to pray for them, um, as well as we're going to pray for um, a missionary couple called Theo and Sonia Donna, who served with the Grace Baptist Mission. They're mentioned in the GBM Herald. That's a magazine that's published a few times a year that gives updates on Grace Baptist Missionaries. Um, we support GBM, Grace Baptist Mission. Um, and if you want updates on how they're doing, then we have a new edition of the magazine out, which are gonna use that to help us pray. If you've not picked up one of those magazines and you'd like one, Do grab one before you leave the building. I'll gladly hand you one. And if you're watching online and usually receive a copy, um, do either drop us a line or drop into the church building and we'll gladly hand you one there. Well, let's bow our heads, shall we? And let's talk to God. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the privilege of talking to you in prayer. We thank you that you not only delight to hear us, but you are pleased to answer our prayers in the ways that are best. Father, thank you for Ralph and Sheila, Thank you for the blessing and encouragement that they are to so many of us. Thank you for the way that they have spurred uh, me and Peter on with their encouragements to us and to many others during uh, the lockdown. Father, thank you for sustaining them through the last few months that they've not found easy. Thank you for keeping them safe. And thank you that they have now got some renewed contact back with um, their daughter, Fiona, and their grandsons, Robert and Stuart. And we pray you'd continue to help them as they seek to, love and care for their family. We pray that you'd help them be a real means of grace and kindness to them. Father, we um, want to echo the things that Ralph and Sheila both mentioned for prayer, that you would keep us safe and that you might enable there to be a vaccine that is effective to be produced and other medical treatment that would effectively care for people who catch the coronavirus. Father, we plead these things recognizing our great need of your help. And Father, we would pray on for our nation, concerned for um, the added restrictions that have been placed this week that have been frustrating for many of us as we've heard them. You know that. But we want to plead, our Father, amid these frustrations, that you would help us as people who love the Lord Jesus to live out our faith. Please keep us from being worried by the additional um, changes that have been brought our way. But instead, help us trust you. Please keep us from being angry and critical of our leaders. Help us instead be thankful that they are there to serve us and prayerful that they would be wise in making good decisions. We do not envy them in the task that lays upon them, but we commit them to you praying for um, Boris Johnson and his government very especially, pleading for wisdom as they try to work out a good way of keeping us safe and managing things wisely. Father, we want to pray for wider afield than our country, and we look to the country of Colombia, where Theo and Sonia Donna serve you at the Biblical Seminary of Colombia. We pray for that Bible college. Thank you that it trains people for ministry, Thank you for the work that it does and the students that are studying there at the moment. Thank you for helping this Bible college through the particular challenges of the lockdown in Colombia. Thank you that lectures were able to go online. And we pray for the particular challenges that lie ahead of them. With fewer students having enrolled into the new program and with additional financial pressures, particularly in Colombia. We pray that you would provide for the college all that they need financially and in terms of students. And we pray you'd help the staff and the students to look to you to provide all that they need. And might they be able to testify that you are good and you have given them all that is necessary. We pray these things, thanking you that we commit one another to you in prayer, thanking you that you have heard. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, our service is nearly through. There are, however, just a few... Notices to mention to you. Um, Please do note, um, if you're regular here, you should already have received an email from me with additional things that I won't have time to mention now. Um, But do read that email um, to keep up to date with things that are going on. We're thinking through whether we might start reproducing a notice sheet that we would probably share electronically, um, but that would help you keep up to date with all the things that are happening. Um, But watch this space for that. A few things to mention for those tuning in online and for everyone here in the building. First is to mention that there are some activity sheets that will have been emailed out to you um, that are also available on the church website to help um, children and grown-ups who care for them to talk through things that we've been learning about Philemon today. I would encourage you to make use of them. Um, There's also online on our church YouTube channel a playlist of songs to help us continue to respond to all that God has been teaching us today. This evening... At 6.30, we have our evening service in which we are continuing to work our way through the book of 1 Samuel. Now that's been broadcast on our YouTube channel. It was pre-recorded and it goes live, goes online at 6.30 this evening. Do tune in for that as we continue to meet around God's word and hear him speak to us. Then two things for the week ahead. The first is to mention that home groups are our small group Bible studies. They are meeting on Thursday during the evening and then on the daytime of friday and please do make it a priority to get along to them as they meet on zoom then next sunday we meet again for our church services 9 15 and 11 15 for services physically here in the building for all those that are able to come again we'd say please do make sure you have let us know that you're intending on coming that just helps us plan to make sure that we have enough space and enough seating um, and if you're tuning in online we look online we look forward to seeing you at our live stream service at 11 15 then one thing for two weeks' time. Uh, Sunday the 27th of September is our Harvest Thanksgiving service. And each year as we get to Harvest Thanksgiving, we like to take up a special offering in support of Caring for Life. They're one of our global mission partners. Um, and on your seats, if you're here in the building, you should have an envelope um, with um, which is there really as a memory prompt to help you remember should you want to give towards that special offering. You can take that with you um, and put it on your fridge so that you remember Um, If, however, you'd rather not give, you can just leave that envelope here. Um, If you're watching online and you'd like one of those envelopes, you can either drop into the church building or if you ask nicely, we might post one out to you too. Caring for Life is an organisation that cares for and supports um, adults um, through various challenges that they face. Um, It's based in Yorkshire. And if you've never heard of it, um, here's a video that lasts less than a minute that gives you a flavour of what goes on at Caring for Life. Thank you. Told you it was short. There you go. So it gives you a flavour of the the, um, garden centre, the shop, the cafe, the farm, the residential home, the daycare centre that they run. And They're a great organisation. And during the lockdown months, they've actually seen some of the adults that they care for, a small handful, maybe half a dozen, put their faith in the Lord Jesus, which is a great encouragement. So if you'd like to support them, there are the envelopes, and we'll do that in two Sundays time. Sunday the 27th at our Harvest Thanksgiving service. Well, we're going to bow our heads and pray as we conclude our service. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the love of the Lord Jesus. Thank you that when we had run a long way from you, you sent the Lord Jesus to save us and to bring us back. And we pray that his love would help us see that actually as believers in him, followers of him, we should, we should love one another wholeheartedly and sacrificially but also might the love of the Lord Jesus help us, wants to, deeply desire to love one another well. We ask these things, thanking you that you've spoken to us, thanking you for the joy of being together, in Jesus' name. Amen. It's at this point we say goodbye to everybody tuning in online. Thank you for joining us.